Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Sue, late in his career, is going to have his first Super Bowl title. Now, no wonder they want to call the Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Brady. One more snap, would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't the tampa bay buccaneers have a second super bowl title in franchise history and tom brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to mahomes does he even though you're looking at the greatest right there. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am your only host this evening. That's right. I am flying solo here without my co-pilot. Justin Raffoff is not here with me this evening, and that could set up an interesting show format as I am attempting to continue everything that Justin and I have started over the last month or so. We have to continue our second year of the NCAA Football 14 Dynasty that Justin and I are co-coaching co-coordinating co-controlling we are off to a great start though we are three and one this season after finishing with a bowl victory at seven and six in year one we're off to a good three and one start with the one loss to a big time i believe it was florida back in week one or two now we're getting into the conference matchups and i am traveling to southern miss who is oh and four on the season again Justin and my Florida Atlantic Owls are 3-1. and one. We've been putting up some good numbers, but I'll have to do something today, tonight, that I haven't done now in a few months, and that's play defense for Florida Atlantic. I've been the offensive guy for the bulk of the time we've spent in dynasty mode so far, but I'm going to have to play a little bit of defense tonight, so we'll see how that works out and how this whole night works out because I'm going to have to be playing the game while also discussing the NFL North Division. So we're going to take a look at the Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings in the NFC, and the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers in the AFC. So I'm going to be trying to do all that at one time. So forgive me if I do go silent for a moment while I focus on the game, or if I pause the game to take a look more in depth at one of the teams we're talking about tonight. So um, and also, if you want to chime in, if you have my cell number, you want to give me a text or even a call, I can put you on. I will attempt to do that. Send us an email, joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. Uh, you know, there's a variety of ways to uh, contact us. I have that up for those watching live. And also hit us up on Twitter at joemaysandjraff. But 
Again, just me tonight, so we'll see how, how this works out. But I want to start the gaming right away because i got to get two games in tonight just by myself. So here we go. Let me pull up the uh, the camera or the, the stream for you so you can take a look at what I'm doing. Let's go. Let's start with this one again. Um, getting ready to play against Southern Miss at their place. And again, Justin and I usually are better on the road. So let's uh, see if I can continue that streak here. And uh, we are going to be discussing the AFC and NFC North divisions. We'll start in the NFC. That's where I always like to start. Oh, come on. Ran into my best player. Orville Wiley, the tight end. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. But So I'm going to start on offense, and that's usually my spot anyway, so hopefully I can uh, get things rolling here quickly. But let's start talking about the NFC North. Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings, and there's a lot set up to talk about. That was a bad start. Um, because of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. That's the big thing hanging over the NFC North at the moment, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. I know there's a... There was a thing going around about there still being the possibility for COVID opt-outs, but I know that there's a, a lot of surrounding that that I don't think a lot of people know or understand that he can't opt out for COVID reasons unless he was recently diagnosed with one of the high-risk factors that they were considering all last year. Oof. Oh, man, I'm lucky there. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers can't opt out for COVID. Um, he can't get by for that reason. Is he going to play? I think if I'm answering that by myself, I feel as though, honestly, no. I don't think he is if things are continue the way that they have been. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I think he's had enough with uh, the Packers wrongly. Like, I am completely anti-Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. He's a great football player, but I don't like him and what he's doing as a, as a teammate. Like, it's awful. He is he is absolutely in the wrong. The Packers should not cave to him. It's ridiculous what he's doing to them. And he's just like his predecessor. And if you've been listening to this show or know me at all, you know how much I dislike Brett Favre. And now it looks like Aaron Rodgers is no different. Uh, he's exactly the same. He's incredibly selfish. And it's absolutely ridiculous what he's doing. Um, trying to run that organization telling people that they need to get rid of this person so-and-so. Um, it's it's ludicrous. It's it's ridiculous. Um, there's really no other way to put it. And I know I've seen a few people who are Packers fans who just absolutely think that the uh, Packers should basically do everything he wants because he's Aaron Rodgers. That's not how you run an organization. That is... I mean, what has he gotten you lately? He's gotten you wins. What about in the playoffs? Has he done anything? Has anything good happened for you lately? Yeah, he got you that one Super Bowl, what, a decade ago? Is he one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? For sure. But what he's doing right now is just... Oh. Um, it's just the opposite of everything you, you talk about as a coach. And maybe that's the coach coming out of me, just a single player just holding a a program hostage like this is just absurd. Of course, they're better than that, that they haven't really given in to him, and they have 
prepared themselves. You have to always be thinking about the future. You're not thinking about just this season, one year down the road. You're thinking two, three, or or more down the road. You have a blueprint. And they knew that uh, Aaron Rodgers was, one, getting up there in age. And you had no idea when the wheels are going to fall off. So what did they do? They went and got the quarterback they felt was a great fit for them that could eventually play for them, just like they did with Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was in the same situation. So I just I don't feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers at all. I think the Packers did everything that they have been able to do and should be able to do for the Packers as an organization and for that fan base. And like the people that are more Aaron Rodgers fans than Packers fans, I don't I don't I don't get it. I just I don't understand. So, yeah, so that's what's hanging up over the NFC North without even talking about wins and losses and what's going on with the, the players. But do I think the Packers are going to be in last place? Well, I mean, if I am going under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, I don't, honestly, I don't think it's necessarily out of uh, the realm of possibilities just because Aaron Rodgers is that important to that team that we have seen so far. When he's gone down in years past, they have not been very good. And that's something that the organization does have to take responsibility for. They have to figure out what they can do. It can't just be about Aaron Rodgers. And that's easy to say um, when you have a quarterback like they do and what we've seen with Tom Brady's and all the great quarterbacks that have been out there. It's got to be about more than just that guy. And when you have a superstar, that's tough. But they haven't been able to get it done. And that's their one disservice to, to Aaron Rodgers is maybe if they had um, more talent that they could uh, – lucky that got into the end zone. Um, maybe they would have won more. But they could get it done in the regular season. How many years of 12 or 13 wins? But they just couldn't get over the hump. Someone was always better than them in the playoffs. And last year it was Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who didn't look great in the regular season but turned it off, turned it on in the postseason. So – um, let's see, NFC North, who do I want to put down at four? Makes it to the 31. He gets another set of downs, and more importantly, opens I, I think up it's tough. I, I, I think this is a very tough division to, uh, to talk about. Because, let's see, the Bears were, what, 8-8 eight eight last year. Uh, what were the Lions? 5-11? and 11. Yeah, 5-11. and 11. Packers were 13-3, and three, and the Vikings were 7-9. and nine. Now, there's a... You got the big time rookie quarterback in Justin Fields with Chicago. You got Jared Goff coming in to Detroit. Now, I know Fields may not start in Chicago. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but Jared Goff is the guy in Detroit. I guess maybe Jordan Love is the guy in Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, like, unless something changes, like I think is going to happen. And the Vikings are rolling with Kirk Cousins. Of those four, who's your best quarterback? I mean, it comes down to Cousins and Goff because you don't have any any um, regular season information on uh, Justin Fields if he ends up being the starter at some point or Jordan Love. Not a great division quarterback-wise when you take Aaron Rodgers out of it. And uh, that is that is tough. But you know, I've just talked about how I don't know how talented Green Bay is without Aaron Rodgers, but what team in that in this conference or excuse me in this division is supremely talented without their quarterback I I, 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 I don't know something I and I'm not picking them in first place because I'm technically talking about a fourth place team here but I just I always liked Dan Campbell as a coach I liked him when he was the interim guy 
for my Dolphins years ago. I'm glad he finally got a shot as head coach, and I would love for him to succeed in Detroit. I just don't know that top to bottom they have enough pieces to do that right away. Um, and I'm not necessarily a Jared Goff hater, but I, I don't think he's supremely talented. He's not a superstar. I don't think he's a top 10 guy. But that, man, NFC North is a wacky, wacky division With uh, if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play this year. Man, this is tough. Well, why don't I delay my picks and go to Justin's, who did send his picks in to me today. Um, as so did my, my dad, and we'll get to those shortly. Um, but Justin says about the NFC North, he goes with the Bears, Packers, Vikings, and Lions, and that's from one to four. So he is picking Detroit in last at six and 11, he says. So I just talked about Detroit a little bit with the new head coach and Dan Campbell. You know, they went five and 11 last year. Uh, they traded Matthew Stafford. They brought in Jared Goff. Campbell's, I think, going to be a good motivator and a good leader. I think he could instill some confidence there. But I just don't think the roster is good enough, tough enough. I think they're going to struggle early, but maybe come on later. Kind of like my Dolphins did um, now almost three seasons ago as we approach the third season of the Brian Flores uh, regime down there in Miami. You know, they started out horribly, but they came... They came on at the end of the year. They made some noise. They pulled some upsets. Um, and I, I honestly, I could see that happening to Detroit. So six and eleven, though, you know that's technically it's a one-win improvement with the extra game. So Justin uh, has them at six and eleven. I think, I, I, honestly, I think I I agree with him. I don't really want to put Detroit in fourth, but I feel like this first year there's not going to have been enough established with the roster is going to be roster turnover as they try to find more talent so i expect detroit to most likely finish in laugh last like justin has him here and uh six and eleven i you know i'll bump them up i'll say seven and ten for detroit maybe a bit of a shock but like i said i'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of Dan Campbell, and I think they could possibly uh, make some noise again late. I think they struggle maybe a little early, but I think they could make some noise later. Oh, boy. Crap. Well, I gambled there, and that didn't work in my favor. Um, yeah, so I'll have Detroit in last, like Justin said, at 7-10. and 10. Now, he went Vikings next at 10-7. and 7. As much as I want to, I mean, I like agreeing with Justin. I think it's funny that we had so many of the same picks of late. I actually think I'm going to put Chicago there um, in in third place at, oh boy. Where do I want to go? So Justin has the Vikings in third at 10 and 7. I'm going to have Chicago in third at 9 and 8, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Chicago 9 and 8. You know, they have Andy Dalton, may or may not be the guy there, depending on what happens with the competition with Justin Fields. I think Andy Dalton's a great backup. He's no longer an NFL starter. Some people would argue that he was never an NFL starter. But 
Justin Fields, I would expect at some point this season to get meaningful starts. They got to figure out what they have in him. They'll want to make some noise. Chicago is such a great franchise that deserves to be up there, um, you know, every year because of the, the way the fan base is and the history that is in Chicago. I just don't know that they're quite ready to uh, to jump up that much, that high, that quickly. So I think I'm going to put them there in third place then at, at nine and eight. So above 500, but I, I don't see them as a, as a playoff team. And Justin had the Packers in second at 10 and seven. So they had them tied with the Vikings uh, at 10 and seven with the Packers getting the tiebreaker and getting second place in that division. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Packers in second as well. If Aaron Rodgers plays, the Packers are the best team in this division. I don't think it's. I don't think it's close. Um, but without him, I just. I don't. I don't know. I, I think they're much more. They're more of an above-average team than a great team. So I'm. hit throwing that too um i'm gonna put green bay in second he had them at 10 and 7 i'm gonna put them at 10 and 7 as well so i'm going um 7 and 10 for the lions 9 and 8 for the bears 10 and 7 for the packers which means i mean i don't like it but i am gonna have the vikings winning this division um it's just kind of that's all that all that's left really is the vikings and I think if they can get Kirk Cousins going, I think they have a, obviously they have a great running back in Dalvin Cook. If they can figure out how to get him the ball and make even more noise, um, I mean last year he was arguably the best offensive playmaker in the league. If they can continue that with him, I think they could be the team to beat uh, in the North without Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. If that happens, so. You know, with a giant asterisk, I'll put the Vikings on top. I'll say 11 and 6. That's actually what Justin has the Bears going this season is 11 and 6 and winning. Oh, I dropped it. Come on. So, to recap, Justin's NFC North, Bears in first at 11 and 6. Packers next at 10 and 7, followed by the Vikings in third at 10 and 7, and the Detroit Lions in fourth at 6 and 11. Sorry, I gotta run this play. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Come on. This is tough. This is tough to do. Um, so my one to four in the NFC North are the Vikings at 11 and six, the Packers in second at 10 and seven, the Bears in third at nine and eight, and the Lions in fourth at seven and 10. Again, I definitely think the Lions are going to come on towards the end of the year and struggle early. Should Aaron Rodgers play, I would I would definitely flip flop my. Uh, my um, Vikings and Packers picks. I'd put the Packers on top, and I honestly would probably have them 12 and 5, 13 and 4 in those 17 game seasons that we're dealing with this year. Um, so I think those are most of the big time moves and changes in the NFC North. 
The biggest one is the golf Stafford trade and then Justin Fields coming in. Anytime you're talking about the quarterbacks, you know, um, that's what's going to make the biggest difference, the biggest change, the most excitement is going to surround those quarterbacks. Uh, the new ones coming in, but then you have the Aaron Rodgers situation. Will it be Jordan Love? Is that what the Packers are doing? And it opens up um, you know, a lot of discussion about how is the NFC North going to be this year overall. And uh, we know that the NFL took that into consideration when releasing the schedule. You know, They were talking about it for a while. They may have even delayed the release to figure out what's going on. And I started off the show with it, and I'll say it again. This, their situation is ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous. If he wants to get out and go do something else, then get out and go do something else. Don't hold the franchise hostage. Did you learn nothing from Brett Favre? It's just preposterous. I just can't believe that two people would do this to the same organization, one of the most well-known and respected organizations in the NFL, and you got these two prima donnas. I just ridiculous. So that's my take. I know no, not many people maybe agree with me. Um, I don't actually know how split it is in the, in the Packers fan base. Uh, I've seen a lot of people are just Aaron Rodgers apologists, and I just don't get it how you can be that excited about a guy to just destroy destroy your team like that, like just to do that. What? Why do you owe him anything? I just I don't understand that. Oh, I owe this individual something. No, you owe the program or organization something. Technically, they owe it to you, and I don't see how that gets accomplished by one guy being selfish and greedy, um, and not even about money. Just he wants control, I guess. He he just wants to throw a fit if he's not getting his way. I just don't get it. I really don't. So that's my take on the NFC North. I know it's not as maybe in depth as we usually go. I just. It's tough for me to grab the uh, the draft information um, while I'm trying to also play this game, which is not going well because tied zero zero and throw two interceptions. I guess I'm playing better on defense than I expected to, but I'm not able to perform here on offense. Not getting the touchdowns. I need some kind of score. I probably should have kicked that field goal, but I thought I could maybe put them away. Oh, that's not good. Um, getting the touchdown, but that's coming back to haunt me at the moment. So, uh, yeah, let's, um, before I move on to the AFC North, let me see if I can pull up what my dad, I know my dad's been texting me, so let's let's see what he's been saying. Um, In the North, he he did say, he's like, well, if Rodgers doesn't play, then I definitely need to change um, my picks, because he went with Green Bay, then Chicago, followed by Minnesota and Detroit. So we're all we're all down on Detroit. Maybe that'll come back to bite all of us. Maybe Detroit will end up being um, even better than I think they could be towards the end of the year. Even though I have them finishing in last, he also has them uh, in last place. My dad does. Green Bay winning. I don't. Um, he's he says if he doesn't play about Rodgers, I would have to change my picks. He says if Rodgers does not play, he'd go Chicago, Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit. So he actually drops Green Bay all the way down to third. Without Rodgers, I dropped him to second. I can see him dropping to third. Um, it would be an interesting locker room dynamic for him not to play. What would that do to the rest of the team? I mean, they have they have the back. They re-sign Aaron Jones. Uh, they have Devonte Adams. I know you probably would say maybe not too much else. Depends on what else is happening with some of those guys, but. They, uh, they did find a tight end in Robert Tunyon. You would expect them to. Um, defensively, just they've been very inconsistent defensively. Oh, come on. So, 
Yeah, time will tell. So thank you for uh, sending in your picks, Dad. And we'll move on to the AFC North here as I try to score in this first game. Uh, 3-1 FAU against Southern Miss 0-4 at Southern Miss in uh, NCAA 14 Dynasty Mode. Year 2, Justin and I working with FAU. I'm playing without him tonight, so I'm trying not to uh, screw up too badly. Trying to get a win here without him and continue our uh, our good start to our second season in, in Florida with the Owls. AFC North. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Honestly, I definitely think the AFC North is more talented overall than the NFC North. I don't know if we necessarily would have been saying that if you throw the ball. Stupid. Hitting the button, hitting the button, not throwing the ball. Good job. They find themselves in a hole here after that sack. It's second and long. Um, let's see. Yeah, so Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. And he's tackled right around the 26-yard line. <clears throat> so the Ravens last year were 11-5, second place in the North. The Bengals last year, um, you know, they coming into the year with uh, Joe Burrow, had their, you know, excited to have that quarterback of the future. And then, unfortunately, he went down injured with the ACL. They finished 4-11-1, last place in the AFC North. Browns were, an, you know, a surprise maybe to some up-and-coming team last year. They finished 11-5, which was third place in the North Division. But um, And uh, the, the Browns, excuse me, uh, the Steelers, Last year got off to that incredible start where they were 11 and 0. Then they finished 1 and 4 down the stretch, 12 and 4 overall. They won the division, but then they lost in the wild card round to the Browns. Were embarrassed. They only lost by 11, but I mean that game was that game was ugly. 48 to 37 in Pittsburgh against a rival like that, and just you hadn't been playing well um, for the last like month and a half, two months to be embarrassed like that. Roethlisberger is back. Um, they were able to resign Juju. They said goodbye to James Conner. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about what's going to happen in, in the North this year because, you know, I, I saw a, a social media post going around and Justin shared it and said about, you know, talking about when we talk about the North is, is Roethlisberger the worst quarterback in the AFC North right now? Because you got Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, and then Big Ben. If you look at it, I, I I don't know. It depends on, I guess, how you are talking about best. You're talking about in the moment right now, who would you want under center? I, I guess an argument could be made that maybe he's not the one you, you necessarily want. Um, he hasn't been able to pull it out in the clutch recently. They, he didn't perform well down the stretch last year. I just I don't I don't necessarily I'm not one to uh, trust 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 Baker Mayfield. Joe Burrow is still very young. Uh, he hasn't had time to uh, establish himself in the NFL yet. Um, 
I didn't make much. Like a lot of people were making, or some someone somewhere was making a big deal about uh, Lamar Jackson and not winning, not winning the playoffs or something. And it was just ridiculous. Justin and I talked about how stupid that discussion was last year, and that uh, the Ravens kind of bought into it. Good for them. They want to use it as motivation. That's great. But uh, I just didn't understand the, the talk about. It. He's still a very young quarterback. He's still developing. He's still learning. But honestly, if you tell me which of those four do I want right now, I probably would pick Lamar Jackson. And thinking about, you know, back to four years ago, before he was coming out of, of Louisville, was he going to be on the first round? People thought you were nuts to think Lamar Jackson was going to be a star in the NFL after the way um, those type of, of quarterbacks have failed for the most part in the NFL. But the Ravens, you know, to their credit, did it the right way. They fit their system around him when he got the job. Um, they really took advantage of that, and they've been very, very good the last few years. I, and I don't really see why that would change. I know people are really rapidly jumping off the Steelers bandwagon, but it's that's tough for me to say because I feel like we see that often. And Justin and I talk about it. The Steelers are one of those teams that they're very hot and cold. They're very much flip-flop back and forth. Sometimes they work, look like world beaters. Other times they look like, you know, a, a low-level college team. It's ridiculous how much they go back and forth, but they're very consistent. They're still very good. I don't see them in last place this year. So before I go into my picks in the AFC North, let's see what Justin said, if I can find it here as I... Now scrolled away from it. Here we go. So Justin says in the AFC North, he has the Bengals in last, so he did not put the Steelers in last. He has the Bengals in last at 7-10. and 10 which would be a, a nice little improvement for Cincinnati, who, what did I say, they were 4-11-1 last season. So that's not bad for them if they would improve um, by th three wins um, and one less loss, too, technically. So Justin uh, is seeing some big things for them. And, uh, you know, I, I, I root for Joe Burrow. You know, why not? Young quarterbacks make the league interesting. So, uh, end of third quarter, I'm beating Southern Miss 7-0. But, uh, yeah, so Bengals 7-10 from Justin. Next, he does have the Steelers at 9-8. And, and then he has the Browns at 10-7 and, and the Ravens at 11-6. So, Ravens 1, Browns 2, Steelers 3, Bang Bengals 4. Hopefully I didn't mess that up when I just said that. And uh, Welcome back to the action here. my dad went with Baltimore 1, Cleveland 2, Pittsburgh 3, and Cincinnati 4. So Justin and my dad are identical, which I believe now is uh, the, the at, at least the third division that they are identical. And I know, Uncle Rich, you better be um, keeping tabs of all these picks because you, you certainly know Justin and I aren't. We're not going to remember what we did. Uh, I guess I can go back and... Uh, and listen to these shows and figure out what we picked, but we usually rely on you to do that for us. So that that's your one job. So don't mess it up, Uncle Rich. Um, He's at midfield. He makes it to the 45-yard line. Honestly, I don't. It's tough for me to uh, find a dis disagreement in there. I have nothing against the Browns as an organization. Honestly, for the most part, and for a long time, I wanted to see them succeed because. They have such a passionate fan base. Uh, what happened when the team shipped off to Baltimore was just so deflating for them and disappointing. And now their resurgent team 
you know, the, the one reincarnated uh, in this facet up until now had been awful for the most part. So I, I want to see them be good. I just, I wasn't a fan of Baker Mayfield coming out as a pro quarterback. I still think he might be the weakest, weakest link there. They are much better when they rely on the ground game, and it's always crazy to me why some of these teams go away from their bread and butter, but uh, Chubb and Hunt are a great one-two punch for them. They, they need to rely on him, and if they don't try to get cute and Baker doesn't try to give games away, that offense is very good, and they have built pieces of that defense that I also... Um, are also very good and getting better. And they brought in a few more big names on their defense. <laughs> Maybe I just want to be contrarian or different, but I'm going to put Cleveland at three again this year, which is the same spot that they were last year. Um, but what were they? They are 11 and five and finished in third in that division. Is, is that what it was? Is that what I said earlier? Uh, yeah, ridiculous. Um, yeah, 11 and five and in third place. Um, but I could see them going, you know, I'll say 11 and six. But I just, oh boy, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, I am having the Ravens win, so I am deliberating between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I, I, I can't put I can't put Cleveland at 11 and six in third place. Been um, giving out too many wins. I know we're, Justin and I are not adding up to the right amount of wins like we tried to do last year, but yeah, I, I just think. What do you really like what the quarterback is trying to do here by making a nice frustrating throw, but sometimes the easiest throws are the toughest ones to make. There's the wind. It's blowing at me too. Great. Just over two minutes in the game. It's up. Oh, it's short. You gotta be kidding me. Very disappointed. So our count is still Come on. Oh my god. So I am going to go Cleveland in third, just to change it up maybe a little bit. Cleveland in third. They were 11-5 and five last year. Honestly, I'll go 10-7. and seven. I'm going to say it doesn't work out for Cleveland, and I'm sorry for that. There's just something, I don't know, something I don't necessarily like about it. Maybe it's just the quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield, just not a fan of his. They played better. I know it's crazy, and people are like, you can't talk about that. It's, you know, it's apples and oranges, blah, blah, blah. But they were played better with Odell. Odell will be back. And maybe if they aren't playing well, you know, he'll be the scapegoat. I don't know. But I'll, I'll put Cleveland in third at 10-7. and seven. I, I'm going to have uh, – I'm going to have Pittsburgh uh, in second. Maybe, you know what, I'll put that Pittsburgh in second at 10-7. and seven. So I have them definitely dropping back. They were 12 and – what, 12-4 and four last year. Um so I'll have them go 10 and 7 this year, which is three more losses for them in the expanded season. My dad's like, why don't you run it on third down? And, well, because I'm not paying attention. I'm trying to do six things at once. Produce the show, play defense, play offense, and talk about the uh, these divisions here. Uh, but I do think the Ravens are, are the best team in that division. I think they could be one of the better teams in the NFL. I think I'll put Baltimore actually at 13-4. So I think they're going to win the AFC North with ease this season, the Ravens are. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, We'll see who ends up being right. 
we all are picking Baltimore, but it really comes down to what happens with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I think we all agree that uh, Cincinnati's getting – if that guy would have caught that. Well, they had to have it on fourth down, and that should be the football game. I think they had to go for it given the circumstances. They just sneak, sneak out of this one, huh? So, yeah, AFC North recap then. My dad, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Identical for Mr. Raffoff, for Justin. I just flip-flopped Cleveland and Pittsburgh, so I went Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. And again, we're not into wild cards yet, but... I don't know if I see another wild card from this division this time. I know they had two last year. You know, they had a great showing. I don't know that I necessarily see that happening this year. We'll see. We'll find out. Uh, and again, I apologize for maybe not talking about the uh, division as in-depth as we usually do um, with the schedule and the draft picks and, and bigger changes. But all of the quarterbacks return, you know, if you count – the returning all the quarterbacks that started last season as the starters for these four teams are all back this season. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger. Joe Burrow obviously is also coming off the injury, and Ben Roethlisberger, you know, was contemplating possible retirement. But they are all back for at least one more season. We'll see how it goes overall. See Pittsburgh taking a step back, Cleveland as well, Cincinnati taking a step forward, but still being in last. Baltimore kind of staying up uh, where. Uh, They've been the last few years um, at the top or right near the top and being uh, pretty decent come playoff time. And, you know, I, I, they're another organization that I think is very strong at the top. I think they have great um, administration, leadership off the field. And if they can uh, figure out a way to take the pressure off Lamar Jackson just to allow him to improve as a passer which he has they just need more weapons there uh and i think perhaps uh perhaps they did that this offseason um getting sammy watkins is nice for them so we'll see if they uh you know if they can put anything together that's it game over winner winner um, but yeah, they got also got Rashad Bateman, so they added uh, two new starters or contributors uh, to help take the pressure off of Lamar Jackson and their uh, stable of running backs, which is down a guy this year. But with the way J.K. Dobbins played last year, I don't think they're necessarily going to necessarily going to be missing uh, Mark Ingram that much. Um, he went to the Texans now, who we already talked about. Um, they're not going to be very good. And I don't think anyone expects the Texans to be very good. Um, so, yeah. So, that is the look at the AFC North and the NFC North here on the Joe Mays and J.R. Show, episode 337. And uh, I am going to continue to play the NCAA football game, continue Dynasty here as I just was able to hold on in a victory over Southern Miss. Um, defensive shutout, but a struggle on offense. Of course, there's turnovers. Uh, and those interceptions and the uh, turnover on downs didn't hurt, didn't help me at all on, on offense. So, but I didn't blow it on defense, and that that's good. Oh, great! Now I get to play at LSU, so this will be fun. Hopefully, my offense can turn it around, and my defense can hold on for dear life. So, yeah, wonderful, good, great, grand, wonderful. So, no other texts or anything from anyone or any emails. Let me see if I get any comments. 
of my picks. Maybe I have a, a Cleveland fan that's mad at me. Let's see what I got here. Uh, doesn't look like anything at the moment. Let's see. One more place to look. Don't think so. So, yep, just waiting for the NCAA game to load back up, and I'll move on to the next week, which, like I said, is going to be against LSU. So this one could be a little bit rough. Justin and I have improved at 4-1 now on the season, uh, which is great. Very excited to uh, have the winning record, but now we have a, a tough one against LSU. Pairing studio updates takes so long. So long. Last week, uh, you know, we didn't stream, but I did have a show with Paul Roberts. We did the Bulldog Hour. We talked about Wilson football, Wilson West Lawn High School football in Pennsylvania here. And uh, it was a good show. Paul was here in person. We got to talk about the upcoming season, and we got to talk about top five Wilson quarterbacks and now people are asking us to do our running back and receivers uh, maybe eventually defenders and we probably would have to break that down to at least do like a separate group of linebackers I don't know if I know enough about this secondary and the defensive line to uh, to do all that but uh, definitely going to do a few more skill positions on offense I think it could be a, a lot of fun uh, to, to talk about in the future on that show and that show will be taking over um, relatively soon, we have uh, you know we have the month of July to focus on this show here, but high school football is quickly approaching, and uh, Justin and I will be fully focused on the Bulldogs here coming up, and you can get all that show information on bulldoghour.com. And then this show, all shows will be off next Sunday. It is the 4th of July next Sunday, so happy almost American Independence Day. And we will be off that day, but we'll be returning in two weeks on July 11th to continue to play through our NCAA football dynasty here with the FAU Owls. And I'm in honor of Justin, I'm going to change everything to white here. Let's play... Everything, we're going to white, white everything. Uh, there we go. All white, white out for Justin as I, I'm going to Death Valley to play against LSU in the last game of this doubleheader here tonight. Uh, I just want a good showing. I don't expect to win. This is not my coach speak. I would never say this to my players. I don't expect to win, but I want a good showing. So let's see what we can do here. Um, hopefully I can focus a little bit more now that I'm not trying to uh, talk about eight NFL teams and also figure out um, everything that they've done this offseason and why I think they're going to be good or bad. Now I can just um, fail miserably at this uh, nearly decade-old college football simulation for Xbox 360. The new college football game is supposedly coming out in two years. I was hoping next year, but looks like it's going to be two years. But with the... NIL, the name image likeness stuff coming together now quickly. NCAA is supposed to adopt new rules on by Wednesday that will go into effect on Thursday. And um, Pennsylvania has already figured out what they're doing, and Penn State has already signed on. So 
if so has Pitt and Temple for those that that matters. I mean, I probably know one because it's Pitt and Temple, and who cares? Sorry, Adam. Uh, not Adam Filer. Adam Ladd. I'm sorry. It's Temple just can't get on there, and Pitt's worse. So, yeah. Justin and I, you know, we beat we beat Pitt with Florida Atlantic, so that probably should tell you all that you need to know about about Pitt football. Um, Justin and I had keychains made for the occasion, in case anyone was interested in that. But <laughs> my uncle just texted me and said that he is listening to Saving the Picks, and he's going to send his picks in by next show. And like I just said, our next show will be July 11th. Justin will be back for episode 338, and we will play our next two games in this NCAA Football 14 Dynasty mode. And also, we're going to break it down into... Um, the final two divisions, we're going to spend an entire episode on each of them. So actually in two weeks, I think, will be the NFC East. So we're going to spend the entire hour plus talking about the NFC East as we play the college football video game. So that'll be interesting. Uh, my uncle does continue, and he says he agreed with Justin and Bill for the AFC North. So I'm the lone dissenter. Now, we all had Baltimore on top and, and Cincinnati on the bottom. But I, uh, I'm the only one that had Cleveland in third and Pittsburgh in second. And I, maybe that's crazy of me to do that. I don't know. Sometimes you got to go a little bit out there. Uh, it's just something about Cleveland that I just can't, I can't get on board. I can't, cannot get on board. So that's where we're at. Uh, you know, let us know your picks. Send us an email. Leave us a comment. And uh, let us know what you think is going to happen in the AFC and NFC North. So, Uncle Rich, since you're listening, let me know what you think about the NFC North or if you just want to wait till next week when you do all of them. Um, like I said, we're going to do AFC East and NFC East in back-to-back weeks. So, AFC East will not be uh, with the NFC East. We're going to do NFC East alone in two weeks, followed by the uh, AFC East oh um, the, on, I guess that would be the 18th then I, I gotta check the schedule I don't have to figure it out um, yeah I think that I think that's the plan the uh, July 11th AFC or excuse me NFC East July 18th AFC East July 25th will be playoffs and Super Bowl Fumbled on the first play and they couldn't come up with it. Underneath the coverage. It's okay to move the ball in small portions because it relaxes the offense. It can open things up for the big play. They'll line up with five wide receivers. Come on, come on. Oh my god, he's wide open. Quick throw. He's tackled around the 49-yard line. That was a nicely thrown ball with some arc on it. This is going to be a little rough here the rest of the way out. Why are you making it look easy? Got the corner. Come on. Tackle made. Call him. Call the exact defense that I needed to, and they still can't. Make the tackle. On the run. Gets 
to about the 34 yard line. Maybe a yard. How are there no the names on the LSU players? Like, I get why Southern Miss was XX. How are they? How did LSU not have names on there? From the 34 yard Should have downloaded a better roster to start this. That's my fault. That is my fault. He's gobbled up in the backfield. Don't worry, they'll just throw a 25-yard pass now on this play. Oh my god, are you kidding me? How is that possible? Sir. Sitting down. One guy, two guys. Ridiculous. Stupid. First and ten. Ball on the twenty-two. We all know how quickly I score on offense too. So. Statistically, is leading the conference right now, and he has got the attention of everybody in the country, including the coordinators. And this is the ninth play of the current drive. That's what you think? Spinning at five more So, how about the Sixers? <laughs> Two weeks ago, Justin and I were talking about him, and man, things were looking pretty good. Whew, did things come crashing down quickly? Aye, that was embarrassing. Oh, Jesus. That was embarrassing. They should have won the series in five, and so they lost in seven. Absurd. So now my full attention absolutely switches 100% to the NFL because I don't care about the the rest of the NHL or NBA playoffs. The Flyers didn't make it and the Sixers blew it. So I just don't care. It just means nothing to me. So um, And the Phillies, despite winning today, just look god-awful. Their relief pitching is terrible, absolutely terrible. So, trying to show something here at the goal line. Goal line stand, trying, trying my best. Because they're eating up the entire uh, fourth quarter, or excuse me, first quarter here. And this is the 13th play of this drive. Whew. I might have forced them into a field goal. If I can keep it low scoring, I might have a chance. Let's see if I can move the ball on offense. That'll be the big question. Can I move the ball on offense? LSU could take the lead with this field goal. He gets it up, and he got it. Let's get an update now. Here's Reese Davis. Reese on the hunt for some action in Huntington. And for Southern Miss... They're staring squarely at a six-game losing streak. The thundering herds lead it by one. All right, thanks, Reese. Back to the live action here. York has the ball all teed up, and he's ready to kick this one off. Nice kick, plenty of distance. 
This one's going to be down in the end zone for a touchback. All right. Can I get the ground game going early? Be so nice. Let's see what the offense can do as they come out onto the field. Would be nice. Oh boy, he just got rid of One thing the coaches always say about this sophomore is that he has great lateral movement. That lets him move well into the first the quarter. Three nothing. I thought there was a possibility Justin and I could have our owls. Uh, Ranked here at four and one, but I guess they don't think we've done enough yet to be ranked. If we beat number six LSU team, though, I think that might open up some eyes. Although getting um, group of five teams ranked is tough and regular, well, good. Ran into the you know, trap. The defense definitely won the battle at the line of scrimmage there. So negative on uh, being able to do anything on offense. It doesn't look like that. that's going to be happening. Threw it in between two guys. Awesome. So after they used basically the entire first quarter, I went and used 26 seconds in the second quarter before having to punt. Go ahead. Come after me. Signals for a fair catch. Oh, good. Uh, am I playing against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? Maybe Justin Jefferson, too. Depending, I guess, what year my roster is from. Uh, I think this is from the 2019 season, so we're a year past, so this would be the 2020 season, and depending on if these guys declare, this could literally be Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson. So it's second down now. Yeah. They're just a few feet away from that first down marker. I need the turnover or something. That first play fumble, I needed that recovery. I don't think there's a coach in the world who wouldn't be happy with getting five yards of carry. Ooh. Oh, my cornerback just lit up that running back. I don't know who that is. Is that CEH? When I see a young player like this make a play like that, it's impressive. From the 46-yard line, it's second down. And it looks like they might be bringing some pressure here. Runs it right. Nice pickup. Chasing him down, giving him four yards. Get it. Oh. Two fumbles and we don't come up with any of them? Come on. I mean, I'll take the sack, but still. Put the ball on the ground. Get Pick it up. Fundamentals. Justin and I run through these fundamentals with our middle school players. My simulated college players don't know any better.
just wasting time. It's fine. I'll save my timeouts. Just kick the ball. See if I can pick up any positive yard. Am I negative yardage on offense right now? I think I am. Gets to about the 24 oh, yard line. Not sure what the flag is about here. Let's get out the field and find out. Clipping. Awesome. Good job. Good job, guys. All right, starting now on 12. So they'll move back after that penalty awesome. And have to try to get Even better. Back here. Yeah, that's right. You tell them, Joey Rapoff. You tell them. Can we run the ball? Can we get some positive yards? They were, what, negative 12. four for the it's game so down. far? Almost halftime, negative four yardage. Hi, all of negative one. Hit your best player. Don't make any of these play calls. Oh, go with it. Throw the sack on the play. You know what happened there? The offensive line was so focused on picking up the blitz, they forgot about blocking the defensive line. They find themselves in a hole here after that sack. It's second and long. Crap, he's inside. Quickly incomplete. Not a great throw by the quarterback, but to be Definitely fair, wasn't. that's pretty right. good coverage. He makes the catch and he freaking falls down. I know the defense would have liked to have prevented such a big game, but the important thing is that they held and brought up fourth down. Well, do I have positive? I'm not sure I have positive Chase yardage yet. Back to receive. Oh, he's muffed it. That's LSU's third fumble, and I have yet to come up with one. Well, there's eight seconds left. Momentum swings have been no, fairly even. So little separation. This game can be drastically changed on just one or two plays. The Owls taking their first time out of the half. It's a 5-3. In a game that's this close, you can't afford to waste possessions. Once and all, going deep. And he's got it. Going the other way now. And he is drilled at the 18. One-on-one nice -on -one with Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. This guy's an athlete. There's no throwing it over this guy's head. He'll go up and get it. I'll return the favor. Here you go. First down, 10 to go. Ball on the 18. Yeah. 
Hey, positive yardage before half. There we go. Well, it's only 3 nothing at halftime against the number six team in the nation on the road. If I could just get anything done on offense. Oh, I get the ball back. That's nice. Forgot that I kicked off. Turn it. Well, I could, but I don't think it would go well for me. 36 yards. That's way more than I thought we had. Way more than I thought we had. Almost a chip on their shoulder with the energy that they're playing with. I think it's going to require that kind of effort to be able to win this game. Let's see what happens when we throw a bunch of big bodies at them. They have to be thinking if they don't get something going on this series, the burden is going to be felt by their defense. Nothing. Around the 25 yard line. Jesus. Rough, 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 rough. From their own 25 yard line. I mean, I hate to go run, run, pass, but I don't have confidence in anything I'm doing here. And now their safety's going to blow up my play before it begins. Four yards. My defense is not going to be able to hold this LSU offense to three points for long, so I'm going to have to figure out something here. A little toss across the middle. Oh, the go. 40. Go, 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 the go. 20. They'll bring him down right around the 26-yard line. Make a guy miss. Good things happen. Good job, Osmain. Osmain Pool. Wish you were a little bit faster. I'm not sure this is going to be enough. I need to pick up another 10 or 15 yards. My kicker can't make anything past 40, apparently. So, she, you didn't block anyone. You literally ran right past the guy blitzing. Look at this. Good job, 63. Excellent, excellent block. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, he got lit up at the end, but I picked up 10 yards, so. They'll line it up again on third down. They come out in a five-wide set. Touchdown. down. The 13-yard line. God, do I try to run reads against them? Let's give it a try. Let's, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? That, that could happen. Just hold your freaking blocks. Double team. They, he, idiots. All of you. And this is the eighth play of the drive. And he carries 
Third and eight. Oh, good. Is my running back hurt now, too? They line up for another third down, and they've had no. Final minute of the third quarter. Only losing 3 nothing against number six LSU in Death Valley. So I feel like that's a win no matter how you slice it. Throw the ball! Throw it. He's freaking wide open. Kicks away, and it sails through the uprights. He's <sighs> wide open. Rebus has his kick team lined up, and he is set to kick this one off. Great and crappy kick. Let's give them a chance to return it with the Jamar Chase. He's to the 20. And down he goes at the 31-yard line. 31. when you start to approach each drive thinking that if you take the lead then the momentum you gain feels that much more powerful stripping up the middle for a nice game come on they have three fumbles already let's get one let's get one from their own 36 yard line Second down. Come on. Sorry, Joe Burrow doesn't move so like the that. Of the third quarter, three three tie. Three three tie, fourth quarter. Here we go. Like they got clutch skill activated. What do I got? Nothing. Ooh. I'll take that though. I thought I misread that completely. Guess he should have handed that one off. From their own 41 yard line. Second down. Man, I'm gonna jump offside one of these times. Oh, it's a screen. Oh, screen boy. Pass. He's got his half back. He's pushed out of bounds. Went right around <sighs> the 50. Gotta recognize that sooner. Well, he caught it, but it's almost no yards game, and now it's fourth down. Give props to the D here for coming up with a big stop on third down. Try to change the field position with his kick. Big spot, big opportunity. Okay, you can milk the clock.
Let's see what happens. He's to the 20. He makes it to the 25 yard line. 75 yards and. Well, not quite. I mean, I just need a field goal. I just need a field goal range. I need to get to like 20 25. I need to get to their 20 25. Because I can't hit anything more than. This is when things get a little prickly. You need your playmakers to really come through here. Just over two minutes in the game. Shoots the other way. It's second down, and they're about two yards away from the sticks. Makes it out to about the 43. Oh, cut too quickly. They're about four yards away here on second down. I know I'm running out of time. Oh, bad cut. He fights forward to around midfield. Florida Atlantic just took their first time out. Shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. What do I do here? What do I do here? So it's third down now, and they're going to need about four. He makes his way to about the 42. Just over a minute left. Ooh, he got lit up there. Get in your quarterback spot and hike the ball. Did I get the first? Yes. Here we go, here we go. And this play is number eight on the drive. He's tackled in the open field. He caught some key blocks and was able to turn it into a 10-yard gain. Watch the clock, watch the clock. It's second down, and they're about the length of the football from the first down marker. He 
makes it out to maybe the 20-yard line. The Owls call a timeout. That's their second of the half. Okay, one more timeout. Oh, thank you. From the 20-yard line, first down. Oh, of course. Good job by the defense to overpower the offensive line and drop the back for a loss. The Owls using their third and final timeout. Here's the 11th play of the drive. Oh, they icing me. Take a time out here and let him think about it. Yeah. Folks, we're either going to see victory oh, with this great. goal or overtime. Here we go. I don't even know. I've never done this before. The kick is up. And he's... Yeah! <laughs> Victory. This kid isn't one. It's like he doesn't even feel the pressure. Right down the middle. How perfect. Upset. Upset. Game, set, and match. Six to three victory. Woo! Tire fire offense. I will take it. I will take it. Small ball, baby. Number two game rank. It wasn't pretty, but man, I only gave I only gave up three points as a defensive guy in these two games. Now I only scored thirteen points, mind you, seven against Southern Miss and six against LSU. But I take the Florida Atlantic Owls into Death Valley to. Upset number six ranked LSU six to three, and now the FAU Owls are five and one, and we could be in line to be ranked. So we'll see if that happens. Boy, would that be fun! Would that would that be awesome? That would be really really. That would be something. Um, let's see if it if it happens. I got to advance through this week. See if uh, we can get FAU ranked. Playing UAB in week nine. So when Justin returns in two weeks, Justin and I will start off with a UAB, Alabama, Birmingham. It will be at home at Florida Atlantic. Uh, hopefully we don't have a little bit of a hangover from this thrilling upset victory at LSU. Taking down a Power 5 program. We got close earlier in the season with Florida. Uh, now able to take down one of their rivals in LSU. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, sorry that uh, that Southern Miss game was a little bit uh, uncharacteristic of me. It was tough to focus on discussing the uh, NFL North divisions, doing that preview. But we got through the Southern Miss game and then focused on LSU. So for those of you that were watching for the sports talk and the chat and hearing about the uh, the divisions, I kind of went through that quickly just so that I could focus on this next game. I didn't even realize it was LSU until uh, until 
we got through the Southern Miss game, but that kind of worked in my favor because I could focus on LSU a bit more. But sorry for those of you that wanted to hear me talk. I'm not sure there's many of you out there, but uh, yeah, had to focus on the, playing that game. But next, or excuse me, in two weeks, on July 11th, we'll be back to normal. Justin and I will both be here. We will be playing the game. We'll be playing Game 7 in Week 9 against UAB to see if our Owls uh, can get their sixth win on the season. So will be interesting to see. And then we will also be previewing the NFC East. So here you go for those of you listening. All right, ranked number 21, Florida Atlantic, number 21. Looking good in year two. Looking very, very good uh, in year two. So that is, uh, that is awesome. Really very much uh, like that. I'll pull that up so everyone can see. 21, Florida Atlantic hosting UAB in our Conference USA uh, matchup. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. So, thanks to our sponsors at May's Sandwich Shop. Appreciate the support. And thank you, everyone, that tuned in this evening to see me uh, play through the college football game and then also talk about the NFL North Divisions covering the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, and Ravens. And you may or may not be surprised by some of the, the picks that I had or Justin, but, you know, we're not always going to see eye to eye, but hopefully you learned something or had fun listening, and hopefully we'll be back for more. So um, I will say... Um, Happy early anniversary to my wife. We'll be celebrating a week from now, our 12th wedding anniversary. So uh, crazy that it's been that long, but happy anniversary to her. I love you. And uh, I think that's, that's pretty, much, pretty much it. I think that's all, all I have. So I'm going to sign off here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I hope you uh, choose to come back again real soon. Our next live stream will be Sunday, July 11th with everything that I just discussed. So until next time, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>